Hi everyone. I'm reading this morning from Numbers 13. It's the account of Moses sending the men to Canaan to explore the land. And we pick it up at verse 27. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. But the men who'd gone up with him said, we can't attack those people, they're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they'd explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. Chapter 14. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly said to them, if only we died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by our sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? What a great account of faith and fear. And I pray the Lord will reveal more of his word to us now as I hand over to Pastor Jay. Thank you, Julia, for reading the word of God to us so eloquently. It's absolutely fabulous to see you this morning. Good morning, church, or should I say churches, and all who have came online to listen to us this morning. We welcome you and pray that you will feel God's presence and God's power and that God would speak to you this morning. Last week, Dan spoke about that God is building his church, and the week before that, I spoke on the voice of hope. This morning, I want to speak on the voice of faith from Numbers 13, as Julia read out. I want to speak to you about a voice of hope, a voice of faith, rather. We need many women with a voice of faith. You see, we are meant, as Christians, we are meant to live in the supernatural. We are meant to live in the realm of supernatural and you live in the supernatural by faith in God you're not living by your feelings you're not living by sight you're not living by your circumstances all of those things can have an effect on us and we don't ignore them but there's a faith that can help us to rise above every circumstance every barricade that's in front of us every giant that stands in front of you can come down if we will build up our faith if we will believe God's word, if we will believe the promises of God, there's a place of absolute victory and triumph for every Christian. Now, I'm not speaking about triumphalism, you know, no matter what. I am, I am talking about triumphalism in this sense, that victory through our faith is not the absence of pain, disappointment, rejected by men. Even our Lord and Saviour suffered at the hands of men. The disciples suffered. Every man and woman in the Bible who moved towards Jesus Christ and believed his word came up against barriers, came up against opposition, came up against 
enemies. But with the faith, as we read in Hebrews 11, with this faith, we have been left testimonies, witnesses of those who have been redeemed, who have came through incredible storms to have a victory song in the inside. If we don't have this victory song inside that is there by faith, we are no better than the people in the world. But we are not. We, we have a faith that is victorious. We have a faith that brings peace in storms. We have a faith that helps us to overcome the things of the world. When the enemy of our soul comes, the accuser of the brethren, when he comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard by his spirit and we will hold on to the word of God. It's not the word of a man. It's not the word of a denomination. It's not just the word of some prophet. This word, the Bible, is actually the word of God and it is powerful and it is active and it is alive. When it is mixed with faith, there is a sense of victory in our spirit in spite of what we see sometimes. Now, I want to say to you that we need men and women with voices of faith. We need men and women with a voice of faith like Caleb did. It said that he rose up and he interrupted, or rather he silenced the people. We need men and women of faith who will rise up with this faith and interrupt unbelief with a voice of faith. We will interrupt the voice of doubt with the voice of faith. We will interrupt fear with the voice of faith. We will make a good confession that with this faith we can overcome. Now, we want that victory and that victory is possible. If that's not possible, then we are only living the same as everybody else by circumstances, by when things are good, when the sun is always shining. But this faith gives you a song whether the sun is shining or not, whether there is a dark cloud over the day, whether we can look into the future and it might not look bright, but with this faith and this hope and this word, we are able to overcome. Now, let me say to you, first of all, because there's a lot of stuff about faith out there. There's a lot of books written about it by incredible men, and I don't want to say anything about that, but faith in its simplest form is trusting God. And there's an awful lot of faith out there that tells you if you've got enough faith, you're just going to be shielded from everything in life and you're not going to go through anything. Well, what I read in the Bible of the men and women of faith, that they did not have life like a bed of roses. They were persecuted. They were imprisoned. They went through some stuff, but they had a song in the night. They had a sense of victory in their spirit. They were able to sing. And they were able to stand and they were able to persevere with this faith that God had given them. So the first thing I want to say when I speak about faith, I want to say that faith does not make your life easy. What faith is, faith is not the absence of a battle or a fight. Faith is the victory that in spite of the battle, we can overcome. In spite of the cloudy days, we can overcome. In spite of the circumstances, we can overcome. Faith is trusting God's word and trusting God's character. And there's enough people in Hebrews 11, from Genesis to Revelation, who followed him. And God allows you to see the pain in their life. It allows you to see the joy and the victories, the highs and the low. But you see that men and women are faith. They are unshakable, unmovable. They are evergreens. They always have a voice of faith that with God, all things are possible. 
Now, I believe in this lockdown that we are in at the moment, that the church can have massive growth, that the church can increase. Now, what do I mean by that? I am not talking about numbers. Praise God if we get numbers. But I think this is an incredible opportunity for every man and woman who's listening under the sound of my voice right now, that you will agree with me. This is a great time for us to increase our faith, to let our roots go down deeper, and to believe God for greater things in our own life. Like the prayer of Jabez, that we would say, Oh God, that you would enlarge me, that you would increase me, that you would give me a bigger capacity, that I might know you more. We can really come back more mature than we've ever been if we take opportunity in this time to be with him, to read his word and to pray. I know that we're doing that, but I think you can hear my heart when I say it's a great opportunity to mature in our faith. Not It's not just to to get things done. Thank God we're getting things done. Thank God for all the benefits that come in this lockdown. But don't lose the opportunity to strengthen your faith through the word of God, through meditating and seeking them and praying things through and finding them. He's the only thing that can quench the thirst in the human soul. God's got so much more for us, but it needs to be obtained. It needs to be grabbed onto by faith and I believe God always says in the Bible that there were people with small faith there was people with great faith the disciples prayed increase our faith I believe it can be this lockdown can be a time of where we increase our faith in God now faith will always be tested it will always be tried to see if it's genuine to make sure it's not all talk to make sure it's not just words on the lips I mean, when circumstances change, and they do, and disappointment comes, and life doesn't go the way you want it, it's going to try your faith, and only that which is genuine is going to be still standing on the rock and say, it is well with my soul. That's the kind of faith I want. That's the kind of faith I need. One that has a victory in it, one that has a joy in it, one that has hope in it, one that has an expectation that there's better to come, and there's more to come. The good news is we don't get there on our own strength. We see that in Numbers 13. It was the power of God, remember, that brought them out of Egypt. They were on the edge of the promised land. They were people who were in slavery. They were under Pharaoh. They were under Egypt. The taskmasters were far too strong. They had no ability to set themselves free. But God made a covenant with them. God had said that when they were in Egypt, he was going to come. And there was going to be a time he was going to release them. And here we are at this time. He went to Egypt. He sent a man. He sent Moses in and told Pharaoh, let my people go. And he said no. And then God started to display his power, his glory. He started to show the, his power to set the captives free. We need to remember that. That we started off on this journey with a power that, we, that there was not ours. It was the power of God that set us free. It was the power of God that brought us up out of the house of bondage. It was the power of God that lifted us from a horrible pit. It was the power of God that broke our addictions. It was the power of God that broke our fear. It was the power of God that gave us a voice. It was the power of God that gave us hope. We have seen God do mighty things in our life. I don't know if we've seen what they've seen. But they saw a Red Sea opening up. They saw God's mighty power and here they are on the edge of the promised land and they seen God's power and he displayed it. 
There's about two million people in Israel and God broke every chain, overcame their enemies, opened the door, opened the Red Sea and sent them on this journey into more to increase, to become a people, to put them into a land that he promised. And but at Numbers 13, here we are. Numbers, now they're entering into the inheritance and in the land that God had promised. Moses sent spies up to spy the land and they came back. Some came back with a report of unbelief. Some came back with a report of faith. Some came back with a report of fear. Others came back with a report of faith. I want to tell you, every time you move into more of God, there is going to be opposition. There's going to be a fight. This is not for the faint-hearted. In fact, Paul says, I fought the good fight. Paul was in a fight. He, he, we're facing opposition. We face difficulties. We're facing circumstances. But there's always walls, even in the walls of Jericho. Do you remember that? It was a shout of faith that took them down. It was that the, the, the wall came down because of a word of God. God told them to walk around it. You see, faith needs obedience. Faith doesn't look right to the people who live in the natural. It, it, it looks crazy sometimes. Walking around a wall for three days and then shouting the wall will come down. And I want to tell you, there's not a wall in front of you today that God, with the faith that you have, with a shout of faith, with a voice of faith, through God's word, according to God's word, there's not a wall that can't come down. The wall of shame has kept you in a place of limitation. The, the wall of disappointment, the wall of regret, the wall, the wall of only what if. But what if, if, what if you rise up today and stand up and read God's word and believe the promises of God and say, with this faith, this wall's coming down. With this faith, that wall's coming down. With this faith, that shame's coming down. With this faith, with this faith, with God, all things are possible to him who believes. Can I hear an amen this morning in your room? Can you see that this morning? Oh God, stir up your faith. May you get the voice of faith back. And you see, friends, there is terrible things happening, but there's a faith that overcomes. They had power. And they came back with that report. And they started to live by sight. You see, when you start to get fearful, you start to forget what God had done in the past. You start to forget. Fear will paralyze you. What you'll do is you'll just look at the mountain. My wife always says to me, stop telling God how big your mountain is and start telling the mountain how big your God is. And that is a great attitude to have. But unbelief and living by sight got into their heart. They got discouragement. And these spies came back and they discouraged one and a half million people. They dispirited them. They took the very fight out of them. It means they take the fight out of you. And in the midst of it, Caleb stands up. Hallelujah. Caleb stands up. He's a voice. We need voices that interrupt unbelief. Caleb stands up. He saw the same giants. He saw the same things. They all saw the same things. But Caleb was a voice of faith in the midst of difficult circumstances. There was giants in the land. There was a fight to be fought. And they came back and said, they're too big. There's too many. This, this land swallows you up. But Caleb said, no. You see, Caleb was a man of conviction. He believed the word of God. And men of conviction, don't just look at the giants, they look at God. 
And we need a voice of faith that interrupts unbelief. Can you say amen? Oh, may your faith in God interrupt your unbelief this morning and my unbelief. May it interrupt what our eyes are seeing and what our feelings are telling us. Now, what our eyes see may be true. What we're feeling may be true. But we must lift ourselves up into this place of faith through the word of God that with God, walls can come down. The blind can still see, the lame can still walk, and no matter what the circumstances are today, there's promises of God that are yea and amen, and he will be faithful to his word. But Caleb had a different spirit, and we need men and women in the church today who have a voice of hope. I pray that in your house today there's a voice of hope. I pray that somebody's speaking hope in every situation. We need a voice of faith. That's what I should say, rather, the voice of faith. That someday it would stand up and say, look, yeah, these circumstances are real. We're not kidding on, they're not there. We're not pretending they're not there. We're not pretending giants are not there. We're not pre pretending there's concern, concerns not there. But with this faith, all things are possible. Do we believe that the Bible says that no weapon formed against you should prosper? Do you really believe that? No weapon, no circumstances, no giant, no walls, nothing can stop you. And your destiny with God. It's a perspective on life. Remember Habakkuk in Habakkuk 3 verses 17 and 18. Though the fig tree does not blossom. That's what he says. Though the fig tree does not blossom and, and, and no cattle in the stall. It's, it's a dire situation. And then he says, but yet I will rejoice in my God. I will rejoice in God. There's a generation right now who have to hear a voice of faith. A generation that needs to see people go through stuff, through hardships, through pain, through disappointment, through grief. Whatever it may be, they need to see them going through it and they need to hear us singing and rejoicing and say all of this is happening. But I've got nothing but faith in God my Saviour. Though the fig tree does not blossom, I will rejoice. Wouldn't it be great if the next generation, we left them with a voice of faith. Not only did they hear it, but they seen it in action. They saw us still singing. Remember Paul and Silas in the prison, 12 at midnight, everything's against them. And Paul says, I feel a song coming on. This is the voice of faith that says, you can put me in a prison, but you're not going to lock my voice. God deserves praise today. God deserves honour. God has been good with this faith, even from a prison. I can come through. Joseph was on lockdown for probably about nine years of his life in a prison. And he came out of there. He never came out bitter. He never came out all shriveled up. He came out, he was enlarged. Sometimes God takes us to a small place to enlarge us. Sometimes he brings us to a place so he can speak to us, inform us and mould us into maturity and grow our faith. It's not meant to be a bed of roses. How would you grow? How could you sing about victory if you have no fights? How can we sing about faithfulness if we have no challenges? No, Joseph came out of those prison doors with nothing but faith in God. Nothing but the power of God. Faith. God can bring us through this. And there's voices in the Bible, and there's voices in this world that want to challenge your faith. 
in Genesis chapter 3. Let me just read it to you. You may have even heard me saying it in the years uh, before. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 9. Sorry, verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice. I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Genesis 3 is the first time in the Bible where men get their thinking from another source rather than God. There's an enemy who came and tried to twist the word of God, tries to get you to doubt the word of God, tries to take a half-truth and twist it. And here, right at the very beginning of God's word, it's being challenged by Satan. God asked him a question, who told you you were naked? Who told you that? And I want to say to you, with this faith this morning, and the circumstances that you may be in, and the pain you may be feeling, or maybe you're in joy this morning, I don't know where anybody's at, but God does. And you're saying right now, that voice of unbelief, that voice of doubt, that voice of fear is starting to get into your spirit. You're thinking, this is long enough. I can't take any more. Can I ask you something? Who told you that? Yes, you can. With this faith, yes, you can. I'll never get free from this addiction. Who told you that? We will never get through these circumstances. We will never recover. Who told you that? We will, I will never get victory in this area of my life. Who told you that? I can't go on any longer. Who told you that? The death of Mr. I can't is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who told you that? Whose voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the voice of unbelief? Are you listening to a bad report? Or are you going to listen to the word of God that says, Arise, let your light shine. Arise and speak my word. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Let them sing their song. Let them say, with this faith, we will tunnel through mountains of despair. Hallelujah. I thank God that my life is not in the hand of a man or some denomination. Thank God for men. Thank God for denominations. Thank God for friends. Thank God for people. But he wants to wean us off this world so that we'll lean on him. My faith has found a resting place in Jesus, my Savior. Oh, it says in Deuteronomy 6.23, But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land promised to our fathers. I want to tell you this morning, friends, those with a voice of faith, he brought you out to bring you in. Do you think God has called you out by his great power out of the house of bondage to leave you in some wilderness, to leave you in despair, to leave you in a halfway house where there's no promises and no hope? No, Deuteronomy tells us he brought them out to bring them in. I want to tell you, he who started a good work in you is going to finish it. I don't care how many bumps you've had. I don't care how many times you've fallen. I don't care how many times you've doubted. God is faithful to you. God is going to bring you through. If you can say, God, you brought me out. 
but I have not been brought and so many Christians get brought out of something and then they go, don't get delivered into this victory this shout of joy that can come in the heart that's not of this world it's not of this world we belong to a different kingdom with a different king with different principles the Bible says looking unto Jesus look at those things that are unseen what are those things that are unseen how can you see something that's unseen he's talking about a perspective we have a different spirit God said I've chosen you I'm committed to you he who started a good work in you is going to finish it. I brought you out. You never expected the journey to be here today. You never expected that disappointment or that loss or that fight or that battle. Things never went quite the way that you thought. But I want to tell you, I'm committed to present you faultless. I'm able to keep you. The same power that delivered you, the same power that brought you out is the same power that's going to bring you in. When I start a work in a man's life, I finish it. But that man, you need to work with God today. You need to lift your hands and say, God, I'm starting afresh today. Maybe you need to do that. Where has my faith been? Faith comes by hearing. Hear this word this morning. You see, Caleb stood up and a, a, a voice of faith interrupted the voice of unbelief. But do you know what? They never heard it. And the majority is not always right. I want to tell you, whoever you are this morning, whether you're a family, whether you're on your own, whatever circumstance you're in, I want to tell you, God has your best interest at heart and he who started a good work, he who said, I've chosen you, you did not choose me. He who came and found you, he did not bring you out to leave you in a place of despair, to leave you in a place of unbelief, to leave you in a place of defeat. No, if you will muster up today, if you will read the word of God and confess in your mouth that Jesus is Lord. If you will read the promises that are yeah, amen. If you will lock yourself away for a couple of minutes and speak out God's word and let faith start to arise in you, you're going to get the sense of this victory. Friends, this is not our story. We're only the supporting actors in it. The story belongs to God's love, God's grace and God's power. What a redemption story we have. He brought us out. And there might be joy, uh, despair today. You might be tears today. But joy comes in the morning. Oh, may faith arise and your enemies be scattered. But arise and believe God for great things. Now, having faith in God, things might look different. Sometimes things do dry up. God dries things up so he can move us on to bigger things. We try to hold on. And God said, you're holding on to something small. Let it dry up and I'll take you into something bigger if you believe me. Might not be bigger. Uh, materially but you'll be enlarged in your soul by trusting God the winds will come and you will say with this faith it is well with my soul oh don't make your life easy but you will have a song you will have a prayer you will have comfort you will have peace when you shouldn't have because there's a voice of faith Sometimes I'm saying hope, but you know what I mean. It's a voice of faith. Don't so many Christians are in a halfway house. So many sit in this halfway house and get better. So many sit in a halfway house and do you know what? The enemy says, you know what? God's not got anything else for you. Why don't you just sit there? But I want to tell you, they like Caleb did, rise up and say, no, 
God has told us that's my land. God has told us I'm forgiven. God has told him the blood never loses its power. God has told me that he's got promises for me. God has told me that I'm an overcomer and I'm got, I want that in my life. I don't want my feelings to rule me. Some people fellowship with their feelings more than they fellowship with God. Now feelings are important, but sometimes they can lead us to a place where we don't want to go. I'm nearly finished. Can we trust what God said? Friends, God's told us in advance about the victory. He's told us in advance where we're going. We, have, we are people who have great hope. We are people with a voice of faith today to shut the mouth of unbelief, to silence those voices that are trying to rob us of the presence of God and the power of God. I had a friend once who, he, um, he was listening in the radio to a football match. I think it was Liverpool and Arsenal. And he didn't want to hear the score because he wanted to watch the match on the TV. But he couldn't get to the radio quick enough and he heard the words Liverpool 3, Arsenal 2. And he, he, uh, oh, and he said, this spoils it for me. And he went home that night and he sat on the couch and he said, I watched the game. He said, Arsenal, Arsenal were up to nothing. And he said, do you know what, Jay? I wasn't panicking. I wasn't biting my nails. I wasn't shouting, I can't believe this. Because somebody had already told him the victory was coming in advance. So the Lord has already told us in advance, the kingdom is advancing. He's already told us the beginning, the middle and the end. So the world will change in every generation. Circumstances change daily. Nothing seems secure, but one thing is, the word of God and he's told us in advance what's coming so let not your heart be troubled with this faith we can overcome looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith as you look to him you're going to find strength as you look to him you're going to find hope as you look to him your faith's going to increase so feed your faith on the word of God Feed your faith on hearing the word of God and let's build ourselves up and let's be a people who have a voice of faith. Use that voice to speak to others. Use that voice to build up the body, to build up individuals and to build up ourselves with this faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please them. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Have a tremendous week and keep looking unto him who is able to do more abundantly than we ask or think. Amen.